Hey everyone, welcome back to Land Investing Online, where we teach students how to profitably buy and sell vacant land. This is the simplest, least competitive, and most profitable sector of real estate. For more information, visit landinvestingonline.com. We even have a free Discord with tons of successful investors. I'm Daniel Apke. This is my brother, Ron Apke, joined here by my brother and business partner. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Let's jump right into a question we had from one of our students. Um, really good question, actually, and we get this question a lot. So let's cover it. Um, so you guys know if you if you don't, if you haven't experienced land investing before, the question is, how long does the whole process of buying and selling land take until I'm paid? Ron, you want to you want to go over that? Yeah, well, uh, that's a really good question. And it's very common because people want to know, like, I start this business. When am I going to get money out? When am I going to make some money? Exactly. Um so from the start, let's just say the starting point is after you took the course, it's after you sent your first mailer. So that first mailer goes out. That takes about two weeks for it to hit the sellers. Um, so the sellers will get the mail after about two weeks of when you sent it. After that, you're going to get some bad calls. You're going to have some un uninterested people. But let's say you get under contract with your first deal after another two weeks. So there, you're four weeks in. You need to send this, you do your due diligence, you do all that quickly, make sure like, yeah, this is a good deal, I wanna buy it. And then you're gonna send this to title, to title or an attorney for uh, the closing process. That takes about another two weeks. So now we're six weeks in, but you own the property. Uh, so you did the first two weeks, the mail just, it's in the mail, you're just waiting. Next two mm -hmm. weeks are fielding calls, finding those right deals. And then the final two weeks are uh, when you actually buy it. So now let's talk about the other side, the sell side. So tip, you want to get that uh, property on the market as fast as possible. That's really important in this business, turning over your money fast. If you wait a couple of weeks to get it on the market to people, it's just going to delay the process. So let's say you get it on the market right away. It takes, our, we're about an average of two weeks for our sale time to get it under contract. So let's say another two weeks, we're eight weeks in, and then you got to send it to that closing attorney it, again, which puts you at 10 weeks after those two weeks of closing. So all in all, I'd say 10 to 12 weeks, which is definitely better than houses, which we've talked about before. Um, it's less uh, sweat and all of that, but it's about 10 to 12 weeks, I'd say, if you send that first mailer and uh, really quickly do all the steps. Is that something you kind of agree on, Dan, as far as that process? Yeah, that's probably average. And I will say there there are ways to speed it up. Like if you're not getting title insurance and there's a lot of people who self-close properties. Um, and if you're not getting title insurance as well, because um, that's what we're kind of waiting on on the closing side. So you can speed, that's four weeks. You can take that down to really two or three days if you wanted to and you don't want to insure the property. Um, and we know people who did it, so um, who do that as well. So that's always an option if you need to speed it up. But the average we're talking about is about 10 weeks. Yes, definitely agree there. So since we covered that now, let's jump into the show. We Our topic of the day is marketing land in 2022. And this is relevant for land. This is relevant for houses. Ron's going to have a cool story actually of how he just sold his house. Um, and this, this really works for anything. It's just getting the property in front of the right people and making the property postings look good and just reaching the right audience. Um, but let's let's start with why it is so important to market your land properly or market your uh, real estate property in 2022. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the big one of the biggest and most overlooked things of our business. Um, it's something we really hit on in the course is how to properly do this. 
the main thing that Daniel said to start was you need to get the property in, in front of as many people as possible. Um, if not everyone's seeing it, you're losing potential buyers and you're selling it cheaper. It's not difficult to sell the properties, but you want to sell them for as close to market value as possible. We use drone shots. We post on Facebook, Craigslist, the land.com network, the MLS. And this is just when we're not using a realtor. So if we sell it ourselves, we're going to post on every single platform, our website, uh, other social media. Sometimes we'll do TikTok. Uh, it's just getting it as, as many different people as possible. So I think that's the key of marketing. Uh, and that's not the description and all that, which is very important, but I think getting in front of as, as many people as possible is the, the starting point. Yeah, and part of that marketing comes down to even like your pricing and stuff. Because I mean, so say for example, you have a property, it's priced correctly, but you only have it on your website. So it's not getting much views. You're not gonna sell that property even if it's under market value. So just taking your pricing, uh, assuming that you're pricing correctly, and then taking our marketing strategies um, that we show in the course and putting it in those locations, the combination of your correct pricing and the marketing, you should have no problem selling that. I mean, so our average, we said what to get it under contract was two weeks. We have some that took six months, but we have, I'd say about 50% of our properties actually take two days or so to get under contract. So about 50% of them were selling within the first few days. Um, so that just shows the, how powerful this is and how it would really speed up your money and you'll turn your money quicker by doing the correct things. I think, that's kind of, I think that's kind of a niche, sorry, Dan. Um, that, uh, so the ones that take six months, we're not, we knew when we bought the property, like this is going to take a little longer. We just, we're not okay with selling it under market value. It's just waiting for the Great right point. buyer. We have it in front of everyone's eyes and it's waiting for the right buyer at the right, right time. I know one of these we bought for 10 or 12,000 and we have it posted for like 50,000, which it's definitely, it's definitely, it's been on the market for four or five months. It's definitely priced correctly. It's just waiting for the right buyer. And we only had $10,000 out. So we're just waiting for the right buyer. The market's going to increase while we're just sitting here. And uh, it's a niche in itself, honestly, is getting those slower areas with real estate right now with everything that's flipping so quickly. Right. That's a really, really good point. You can kind of think of an example, like say you have a commercial property, um, a commercial lot in like a more urban area. It's going to take the right store, the right business, um, or the right, like say targets looking for locations. They probably look at a hundred locations before they choose one. Um, so it just takes the right buyer at the right time. It's kind of like, um, I have a buddy who owns real estate up in New York and they've had a $30 million place on the market for years. And they're not sweating it because that's really how long the cycle is. There's not that many people out there buying $30 million houses. I mean, they're all celebrities and professional athletes and stuff coming through looking at it. So the niche is so small, you just have a smaller audience. You got to wait for the right people to come by. But that's a really good point, Ron. Let's talk about um, common mistakes that people make during marketing. What do you think some of the big mistakes are? I think just posting, I, I hear it a lot and I see it a lot and it bothers me because I, I just, I think it's laziness to be honest. People say this, this, uh, this whatever Facebook doesn't work for selling land like no it doesn't it, it does work it's just not going to work for every single property um, Craigslist doesn't work it's just just people being I, I think it's late I don't know maybe that's the wrong word but that's what I think it is like you these are free things that you can post it on we're not telling you to post it up on expensive websites that cost hundreds of dollars um, Facebook Craigslist are 100% free and every single property should be on there 
because uh, you don't know who's looking at it. I think that is the biggest mistake. And I know that's kind of the main topic of this. It's also being cheap with, so we put signs on all of our properties as well. And with us never visiting a property, we're not the ones actually putting the signs on the, on the, uh, on the land. So we right. need to hire someone. What'd you say, Dan? I said, right. Yeah. So we're not even, uh, so we need to hire someone. Not only we have to buy the sign, we have to mail it to someone in that area to go put it on our land. So it does cost money. These things do, but it also helps sell the property. If you're on a main highway or a main street, a sign is going to sell a property just as much as the internet, to be honest. Um, because people don't look at it. Maybe they weren't thinking about buying land in the area and they see it. Uh, the last thing I think is pictures, Dan. Where do you kind of see with people messing up with uh, marketing in terms of the pictures? Get unique pictures. I can't stand when people, realtors do this too. They put screenshots of Google Earth with an outline on it. And that's the only pictures they have. Get, I mean, I understand if it's a thousand dollar property you're selling, but even, even with, we've, we've had properties four or $5,000, we're still getting high quality professional pictures there from drone people. They go there, they get ground footage and they get aerial footage of the property. People looking at your property want to see what it looks like, not from a screenshot in 2019 from Google Earth. Um, so just put in perspective of the buyer. They want to see all the information and all the pictures possible. And if say you are on the MLS and you're on Zillow and three properties come up and they're all one acre, one property is a dumpy little screenshot of Google Earth. And then the other ones are professional aerial view, beautiful trees from, you know, 100 feet above the property with an outline on it. Which ones are you going to click first and actually dive in? You're going to click the appealing one. And that's how it works. You're going to get more eyes with better pictures. I think that's really where people cut short because it does cost. It's another thing that does cost money. Um, but that's one thing we've, we've really done professional photos from the start. And I think that's very, very necessary in this business. It's not really one of the areas we cut short on. Like um, we've cut short sometimes posting properties on different sites that cost, cost money to see if we can sell it without those sites. But photos are something we've always done correctly, I think. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of funny saying that because like realtors do the same thing in terms of being cheap with their marketing. Like you said, we had one of our first properties we ever bought. Um, we, we hired a realtor, thought he was gonna be good. And then he posted one picture up it was a lot we bought for maybe 12,000. We had it posted for 37. Um, and he didn't even show, he, he said he went to a lot. He might've went there, but he posted one picture on the MOS and I fought for like two days and I actually got out of the contract with him because how unhappy I was with it. Um, and he was trying to defend himself, but it's just being cheap with that. It, that's how we teach choosing realtors is by looking at their pictures, looking at their descriptions, uh, do not choose a realtor to post your property if their other postings only have one picture or it's all ground photos with a cell phone or it's screenshots. All these things are bad signs and they're going to make you lose money. Even if you spend extra money on marketing and these things, you're going to lose money because you're going to un undersell the property. Yeah, really good point. That's, uh, that's the main way we actually look at, at realtors. We filter them out by how their listings look and how many listings they have. Um, but what's so speaking of that, um, let's talk about realtor versus non-realtor, because obviously if you hire a realtor, you're marketing differently than if you don't have a realtor and you're doing everything, because I assume the realtors do um, most of the work, most of the marketing legwork for you. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, so I take care of most of the sales for now. We have sales full time salesperson as well that I'm kind of training to do all this. Um, so when we have realtors, we will. 
I still post on Facebook and I will forward leads that I think are serious to the realtor. Um, when we don't have a realtor, obviously I'm posting on all these sites, the MLS. We typically let, since the MLS does cost money to get on there, I want to post it. I know what the price is. I know what I should be getting out of it. So I'll post it on our other free websites to see the traffic, to make sure that I'm not underpriced. If I get a ton of traffic right away, I'll probably post on the MLS for higher than what I initially posted. Uh, I think that's a key when you're doing it yourself and not using a realtor. Even when you're using realtors, they'll underprice things. Um, but like Daniel said, the, the, it's a big thing choosing the right realtor and using their past uh, postings to really choose which one. But when they do post it for me, I do still post on Facebook and Craigslist. I don't expect them to do that. I just don't see them doing that and putting the effort into that. Um, and the reason why they're not, they, Ron doesn't see them doing that is because one, you have to post on your personal account. So um, it would be Ron Apke going in Facebook marketplace and posting and you get so many inquiries. And a lot of these inquiries aren't serious buyers but there are some within there. So I'd say you get so many leads from Facebook and Craigslist, but a lot of them are bad quality leads, but they're still worth it. It's still worth it. We've sold so many properties off these. Um, so although it might be more tedious and annoying, it's still worth posting, I think. Um, which gets me into the second place. So we've talked about Facebook. We've talked about Craigslist. Where else are we posting land? So we post on land.com. So this goes to Lands of America, Land Watch, and Land and Farm. It automatically posts on all three of those. This gets a ton of real buyers. It's it's pretty expensive. I think it's it is it does cost some money. It's a monthly cost to have a certain amount of postings. It doesn't cost every time you post a property. I think you can get a plan like that, but uh, th that is where we get our most serious buyers when we're posting ourselves. Realtors will put if a realtor doesn't post on land.com, don't use them because they should be posting on land.com themselves if you're using them. Um, so we said, you said Facebook, what else, Dan? I said Facebook Craigslist, and then you said land.com. Yeah. Then so, so then we'll also post on the MOS. Uh, sometimes we, like I said, sometimes we wait a week to post on the MOS if we're not using a realtor. So there's what there's brokers and then there's flat rate brokers. So what these MOS people do, they, or these flat rate brokers do, they'll take $150 or something like that. They'll take my posting and they'll put it on the MOS. They don't take care of any of the buyers or anything like that. They just post it up and then they will refer all leads to me. Then it'll be essentially a for sale by owner, but it's shown on the real MLS like it's uh, posted by a broker. Uh, I get a ton of leads like that. Like Daniel said, I just sold my house. Uh, I sold it by myself on Facebook with one picture. I wasn't planning on selling it. I was just saying coming soon, I posted in Facebook groups like we do for our land and I sold it over what I was asking for in like three hours. So things can be sold by yourself. You don't always need a realtor for these things. It was crazy. I was caught off guard when the guy offered me over what I was asking. And I know I wasn't underpriced also, but uh, it, it just it's very easy to sell things if you do it properly and get it in front of the right people. Yeah, Ron was getting ready to list the house on the market and do all this work. And he was power washing the house and had a bunch of things being done to it. And then he posted it up coming soon and he ended up selling it off Facebook Marketplace, uh, a house, which is a very, very high ticket item. And it sold within three hours to a legitimate buyer who put his money down and they're under contract and it's going through right now. It's just such a powerful thing how you can reach people. And this is a free source, yep. which is also incredible. And I saved $10,000 in commission, maybe a little 15,000 in commission. And I sold it, I think right at market value, maybe a little above. 
So it's just, it's crazy if you get it in the right, in front of the right people. I post it. So we post in Facebook groups. I don't know if we mentioned that, Dan. So you want to, if I'm, let's say, I don't know, Seattle or something. If I'm selling land in the Seattle area, I want to find all these Seattle buy and sell groups on Facebook and join them. A lot of them will ask you, like, do you live here? Like, yes, I live there. Just say you do. Uh, it gets you in the groups and then you post them because Pete, there are buyers for your land in these groups. Not everyone, not all of them scroll on marketplace, but this will go individually in their buy and sell groups is a huge part of selling land on Facebook. Right. Because if you post buy and say you post in a buy and sell Seattle group, there's tons of people in Seattle that want some land in Washington an hour away from Seattle or a couple hours away so they can go vacation or build a cabin or go hunt or whatever it is. So that's how you reach the right audience. Because a lot of these landowners that we're selling to don't actually live in the area. They just want some land or whatever it is. But that's all the information we have for this. Thank you guys for joining. Again, visit landinvestingonline.com. Join our free Discord. It's free. Even if you don't know if you want to do land investing or not, Ron and I are super involved in this group. Um, Ask us any questions about it. There's tons of good, successful investors in there. It's a great place to network. So go to landinvestingonline.com and a pop-up will come up. Just join, put your email in and get in the Discord. Other than that, guys, thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.